0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Guns, Oil & Dirt podcast. Today I'm doing an episode from the car again uh, that I wanted to do for a while and I haven't had the opportunity and uh, actually the way this winter has been I'm going to call it a day late and a dollar short. But uh, I wanted to talk about due to what has been going on in the country uh, as far as weather. Uh, something that's kind of near and dear to me. And it came up again this year, a few years back. Uh, I had an incident where my car broke down on the side of the road, and it was negative degree temperatures. It was a really cold day, and I got stranded out in the middle of nowhere. Luckily enough, um, I got passed by a guy who had a CB who called it into the police department, and a sheriff came by. I think it was with the wind chill that day, it was like negative 30. Uh, maybe negative 40. And I was pretty far, at least a couple mile walk from anybody's house or anything, because I live kind of out in the country. But I wanted to bring up uh, getting stranded in your car and how to not die. (laughs) Uh, There was a story in the news about a month ago of a family that got stuck in the snow on a, the, what, country road? I wouldn't say deserted road, I mean, they plow it. But a country road pretty far back, and it wasn't a road that is well-traveled, and they, uh, they did what most of us would say was the wrong thing. Um, with all that being said, granted, I'm not an expert uh, per se. I do have wilderness survival training. I do have uh, emergency management training. I am a, uh, as I've said before, I'm a firefighter. I have a lot of the emergency skills and know-how and rescue skills and stuff to be able to talk on this subject, but by no means am I an expert. I'm just bringing up some good suggestions um, about what I what I would suggest people do. According to me and a lot of the people that I know in the rescue and emergency world, uh, the people in the story did what they shouldn't have done and uh, I just don't want to hear about this happening to everybody uh, all the time people do this where you know you get your car stuck you're stranded somewhere out in the woods and uh, somebody makes a decision to leave the vehicle or they all leave the vehicle and then they end up dying and this is a big problem when you don't have to So I wanted to talk about this today. Um, Like I said, a couple weeks ago, I ran into the same problem. I blew a tire on the way to work and it happened to be another negative 30 degree wind chill day. And the fact that I was prepared for this uh, made it not be a problem. I was able to change my tire in 20 minutes, 15 minutes probably. And um, it wasn't that big of a deal, but I was prepared for that. So I just wanna talk about being a little bit prepared for like roadside emergencies, being stuck, uh, anything like that. So I'm gonna touch on a few things. I did wanna do an episode on what to keep in your car, but uh, I'm gonna touch on some of that stuff, but I might not go into great details. So here we go, surviving um, in your car, in the winter, in the cold, and we'll just kick it off from here. Obviously, I'm in my car right now, so I'm gonna be driving and talking, which is not the best. It snowed today. i got another four inches. It's February, I don't know, 22nd or 23rd. Again, I'm not paying attention to the dates. It's a Monday, Uh, that might help. But I'm just trying to get ready and go to work. I just shoveled out my driveway, which is always a pain. So the first thing I wanna tell people is when you go places in winter, try and be slightly prepared for the weather you're going out in. Um, My biggest, or one of my biggest pet peeves with people or problems with people, and this is a women especially thing, but guys do it too, is um, not having the proper footwear. Closed-toed shoes, actual shoes, um, is one of the biggest things, one of the first things that always happens in cold weather is frostbite. And if you're not out there in closed-toed shoes, I see all the time, like Crocs don't count, okay? I see people at the grocery store all the time with Crocs and socks, thinking that that's, oh, that's perfectly fine to go out in winter. It's not, um, I really don't give a crap what kind of socks you're wearing, if you're wearing like wool insulated socks, which is what I'm seeing a lot. I saw a woman the other day wearing chucks with wool, big insulated wool socks, and I kind of laughed about it. But I mean, that's a lot better than Crocs or even flip-flops with socks on. Um, sorry for the, the, it's gonna be a little bit of a loud drive, I guess, because all the roads aren't plowed and I'm driving through nastiness and slush. But yeah, definitely start thinking about your footwear. Even if you don't wanna go out wearing proper footwear, I know this is a big thing for women, like you're not supposed to drive in heels, FYI. Um, in some states, it's actually not legal. You can get fined for driving in uh, flip-flops or heels. Uh, that's an actual thing in a lot of states. It's, um, it's not like you're gonna go to jail over it, but I mean, it's punishable by a fine. So I would steer clear of doing that. I'd keep a set of driving shoes. Uh, I really like Chuck Taylors for driving shoes. The only problem with them is, is they're not a lot of protection and they're also not fire like resistant, um, but that's not that big of a deal. I mean, realistically, it's better than wearing sandals. I've been to plenty of car accidents where girls are wearing sandals. And if it was, if they were wearing closed-toed shoes, just closed-toed shoes, they, you know, would be situations where they're not having their toenails ripped off or cutting their feet really bad just because of broken glass that's laying on the floor um, or around the vehicle when we pull them out. There's just tons of stuff like that. It's a safety thing. I think it's a big deal. A lot of women out there are going to definitely disagree with everything I say, but you know what? Safety is a big thing. So I would w- keep a set of, if you got to wear sandals, if that's your thing, keep just keep a set of like chucks in your car, uh, low tops that you could just slip on and off. I mean, it, would, it just something as simple as that would change uh, dramatically. You know, it could be the difference between whether or not you lose a toe in a car accident or, uh, you know, bleed to death because you cut the artery on the bottom of your foot burn you know get your feet burned or something like that um just simple stuff like that I keep a uh, I I wear boots every day pretty much my only pair of shoes are boots with the exception of I do have a pair of running shoes and then I uh I probably have three or four pairs of chucks that I wear just to the beach but uh I keep a set of extra boots in the back seat of my car just in case I get stranded somewhere um You know, I always wanna keep a a dry pair of shoes. There's a greater possibility that if your car's stranded in the winter that your feet are gonna get wet trudging around your car, trying to put up a signal, trying to start a fire, stuff like that. So it's always nice that when you get back in your car, you know, uh, you could kinda change into dry shoes or something. So basically that's what we're talking about. So let's say we'll start this scenario, scenario, however you wanna say it. But you're driving your car, something happens, and uh, I'm gonna go with the scenario that your car does not work, which is one of the ones that I had to deal with. Um, a couple years back, my car actually dropped an ignition coil because of an oil leak that I didn't know I had. in um, the valve cover had an oil leak, and one of my, uh, ignition coils got wet and it shorted out and it basically killed my ignition system. So I couldn't start my car. Uh, I couldn't crank it up. It was, like I said, with the wind chill, probably negative 30. And it was just a brutal day to be stranded in your car. But um, like I was saying before, I keep a... That day, I actually didn't need the shoes because I had a good pair of um, closed-toed boots on because I knew it was a brutally cold day. But another thing I keep in my car, and this is something I tell to some of the guys that I uh, I hang out with, some of the guys I work at the uh, gun store with. We were talking about this the other day when my tire went flat. Um, I also keep a set of insulated bibs, like working bibs, insulated cold weather, minor walls. I love walls, uh, bibs. But I keep a set of insulated bibs in my car in case, you know, I gotta work outside of the car or uh, whatever comes up. I mean, they're really nice to have, they're overalls, I can just toss them on. Uh, I also keep a second jacket, believe it or not, in my car right now. I shoveled this morning, so I grabbed a fresh jacket out of the house. So I have a jacket in my front seat, three jackets in the back seat right now, and a set of walls bibs on top of having a blanket in the back of the car. So if something happened, uh, realistically, I'd be pretty warm. And I wouldn't, uh, I don't think I would have a problem even in negative temperatures uh, being stranded in the car. But that's uh, another thing I'm going to bring up. When it's cold like this and negative temperatures, I would strongly suggest if you are stranded, let's say you go off the road and you're in the ditch, and um, even if you're on the road, this is gets sketchy when you're on the road. If you're stuck on the side of the road and... Uh, you know, the wind's going and all that stuff. I would obviously strongly suggest turning your hazards on. You are going to run the battery down. But other than that, I would, you don't need the radio. Okay. I know you want to have something comforting or anything like that. I would shut the radio off. And also what I would do is I'd go up front in the car and turn all the vents to shut. Okay. A lot of people don't think about that, but you can actually be bleeding off a little bit of your warmth with your vents open because a little bit of the wind can actually come through when you're not running the car granted there's not a lot you're going to be able to do about the uh <clears throat> the windshield defrosting vent that's on the dashboard but just the vents that blow directly at you you could shut those i actually keep mine shut most of the time when i'm in the car uh is it going to do a lot no but in certain situations it may help uh cold breeze from coming in or leeching out <clears throat> warm air one thing i will talk about if you are stranded and your car still runs you have to periodically make sure <clears throat> <coughs> sorry <clears throat> that the uh, exhaust pipe exhaust uh, tip actually i'd suggest the whole pipe is uncovered and this is where things are going to get kind of different <clears throat> If your car runs as opposed to doesn't run, if your car runs, I don't necessarily suggest um, piling snow against it for insulation because you need some sort of breeze to get under your car. The exhaust on your car is not 100% sealed. It should be, but realistically, it probably isn't. I mean, people hit things, especially if you're in the Midwest where we get the rust all the time, you probably have a hole in your exhaust at some spot just due to the rust and corrosion. So I don't suggest covering the bottom of your car for insulation as opposed to if your car doesn't run, I strongly suggest covering the bottom of your car for insulation. So if your car still runs, make sure that there's a way for a little bit of wind to get underneath your car and keep the carbon uh, monoxide from building up under your car or Uh, And building up at your exhaust tip because what it's going to do is it's actually going to leach through the floor A big place that you're going to get cold through is actually where your shifter comes through the floorboard and that Carbon monoxide is going to come right in through your car and that you're definitely going to know it within 20 maybe 30 minutes even running the car outside with it snow piled up on it you could succumb to carbon monoxide So I strongly suggest not doing that. Maybe dig out one side of your car, make sure wind can get through there. Um, Because like I said, that can get dangerous pretty fast. Another thing I would suggest, like I said, we'll just flip over to the other side now. If your car doesn't run, one of the first things I would do is I would pile snow against it, especially on the wind, the, the wayward side, you know, where the wind's coming from, the wind side. So whichever direction the wind's coming from, it'll actually help you, especially if it's a really windy day, to start just piling snow up against it. I don't care if it's the driver's side or the passenger side or the front or the back or whatever. I don't, it doesn't matter to me. But make sure you pile snow against the side that the wind's coming from because that wind coming over your car is just gonna strip all that warmth away from your vehicle really quickly. That's actually what wind chill is. It's not that it actually is colder. It just feels colder because of the amount of uh, the amount of warmth the wind is stripping away from you. So, if you're ever stuck in that kind of situation, I would definitely pile snow against the side of the vehicle just to make sure that it's uh, well insulated from the cold. And snow is, believe it or not, is a great insulator. So, if you want to, you know, pile snow up against the top of the car uh, to make sure that there's no heat loss there. I don't have anything against it. It does make it harder to see, but realistically, I mean, it's probably gonna be snowing, and if it's not snowing, it'll snow soon. And if you're stuck off the side of the road or something, you know, that's just, you're not necessarily always worried about uh, whether or not somebody's gonna find you right away if you're in some of these situations. And then with that being said, while you're out there, you know, piling snow against the side of your car for insulation, another thing you could think about doing is putting up some sort of a signal. Um, One of the things I suggest right away if you have a problem with your car, before it gets too buried in with snow, is I'd pull your spare tire out. Uh, You'll understand what I'm talking about in a minute, but I'd pull my spare tire out and also get anything out of the trunk that you need, that you think you might need, or that you could find at the moment. That way you don't have to get out of the car unnecessarily and move into the trunk area um you know we're gonna try and keep as much warmth in as we can so i mean once you're um get settled into your vehicle to stay warm we'd like you to stay there and another thing i suggest is um this is gonna sound kind of interesting to people so when you're covering a car with snow you insulate you know all sides if you can uh, mainly on the side that the wind's coming from leave the side that the wind's not coming from kind of open and for sure keep one door open so you can get in and out and it doesn't have to be the you know driver's side door it could be this passenger side door a back door it doesn't matter just pick one spot where you can go in and out and um i'd actually suggest one of the back doors because the next thing i'm going to tell you to do is to not uh granted this is going to be a weird one uh dependent on situation so If you're stuck on the side of the road, like on the road, not like you went off the road into the ditch or something, but if you're actually in the roadway on the side of the road and your car's broke down, I would suggest keeping your seatbelt on staying in the car. um, Because you may not be the only one coming down that roadway and somebody may hit you. Uh, So I always suggest if you're sitting on the side of the road in the car, keep your seatbelt on. If you're farther off the road, you went into the ditch or something, I mean, there's a possibility you could get hit because obviously you went off the road, so somebody else might go off the road there too. But it's not as great of a possibility. Um, though I'd like for people to keep their seatbelts on, even in a car that's not moving. And when it's in the direct path of possibly getting hit, I, you know, maybe you don't have to do that. But one of the things I'm going to suggest is after you pack the snow and you get you know, your door open or whatever. If you have the opportunity, let's say you're alone. If you're with a bunch of people that makes this harder but it's not impossible, you guys can find a way to do this. But when you get back in the vehicle, I usually suggest not getting back into the front seat. What I would do is move the front seats as far as I can forward, and then fold the tops down, okay? And this will all make sense in a minute. But you bring the the, recline the seats as far either back as you can or as far forward I don't actually care but you know get them out of the way so you have enough room in the back seat to move around lay down even um you know if there's like 3 of you you can all sit in the back together and huddle together but what I'm trying to suggest that you do is keep your feet off the floor okay a lot of people aren't going to know this or understand this but if you've ever been in the cold in the midwest or anywhere that's really cold you're gonna soon realize that the floor never actually gets warm in your car, even when you have the heat on the floor. And what it ends up being is, we call it like a a cold shelf or a cold sink. It's where all the cold air in your vehicle is gonna go. So if you leave your feet down there, you know, as everybody knows, like heat rises and all that stuff. But if you keep your feet down there, you're gonna end up getting frostbite on your feet really quickly. And what I suggest, to people to do is put your feet on like the seat in front of you that's why if you could fold them back if they fold flat um and one of the cars that i own they fold all the way flat and in the car i'm in right now they fold almost all the way back to the back seat so it'd be an okay spot to sit and put my feet on the front seat just to keep them warm and keep them off the floor a lot of people don't think about that and they just sit in their driver's seat and they don't realize that that's probably one of the worst things you could do for your feet you know, the position is kind of annoying and bad, and uh, you're gonna get frostbite on your feet very quickly. So, try and keep your feet up off the floor as much as possible. And uh, in many cases, like that, you know, it'll help with uh, circulation and stuff, keep your feet up. It'll make you a little more comfortable if you have to sleep, because this seating position in a car isn't that great anyway. But I mean, at all chance, if you can, even if you just scoot into the passenger seat and put your feet on the dashboard. Once again, I don't necessarily suggest this if you're on the side of the road, because if you get hit by somebody and the airbag goes off, you're gonna blow your knees straight through your chest. But in other situations, I would definitely suggest putting your feet on the dashboard and uh, just keeping them off the floor. Like I said, the heat's gonna rise as much as possible and and this is really gonna help. Another thing I suggest is, like I said, keeping some extra clothes that you can use as blankets and keeping that spare pair of shoes. (coughs) Also, when you're in the car, let's say your shoes get wet because you're outside, you piled snow against the side of the car and everything. Believe it or not, you were probably better off taking your shoes off at that point, trying to let them dry out. You know, put them on the back deck of the car or something, or, uh, you know, somewhere higher where they're not going to sit there and freeze like on the floor, because they're definitely going to freeze. But your body warmth is going to actually keep the car kind of warm, and that heat's going to rise up to the top, even though, like I said, your car's a tin can, and it's not going to hold a lot of heat unless you insulate it. But I would definitely do something like that. And then try and keep your feet dry as possible. So if your socks get wet, I would suggest taking your socks off and then taking like a jacket, or even if you have a hat, maybe wrap your hat around your feet or your jacket around your feet, just try and keep them warm and dry. Keeping them dry is gonna be the number one key to keeping your feet warm. So uh, with that being said, realistically, your best bet is just to wait it out excuse me <clears throat> uh, wait for rescue realistically even if you're stranded pretty far out it shouldn't take more than a few days for somebody to find you especially if you have cell phone signal uh, realistically it'll, you'll probably get picked up in 6-8 hours so I don't suggest wandering off somewhere unless you can see somewhere directly to go to like if there's a house there and you can see it okay like I get that But if you're in the middle of nowhere and you got a long walk, even if you are, you know, you can freeze to death walking a mile in certain temperatures if you're not prepared for it. So you got to weigh those options. I usually suggest staying with the car. They're going to find the car. They're going to find you with it. And most of the time they don't find people froze to death in their car. Okay? Uh, It's pretty rare. It does happen, but not in usually if you're, somewhat prepared and that's what we're talking about i mean if you have a jacket and you have a couple of nice warm things to put on spare pair of shoes maybe an extra pair of socks or two um, i always bring a, a blanket with me and a towel i have a nice towel in the back of the car for uh you know just in case i get wet or something it gives me a nice way to dry off but in an emergency situation it's a halfway decent blanket it's not the greatest thing in the world but i mean a nice you know cotton towel I could wrap my feet up in and stuff to keep my feet warm like I said if I keep my feet off the floor of the car and put them on the seat and I lay across the back seat I might actually get pretty comfortable back there so I mean these are just some suggestions like I said I'm trying to help people out another thing I would suggest is like I do I keep a couple bottles of water in the car even if they freeze in the winter time and I keep them covered so they don't cook in the summertime and end up like burning my car uh, which is a thing that people talk about I'm not 100% sure on but I could see how it could happen but you know I like to keep a couple bottles of water I keep I get a couple empty bottles of water rolling around the back seat of the car just because I drink a lot of water and I throw the bottles in the back of the car so even in that case I could fill one up with snow and then keep it close to my body to melt it not directly against my body because it'll make me colder but keep it close to me and the snow will melt and i'll have something to drink the biggest thing you got to worry about even in cold weather is dehydration and because you're cold you're not going to think about the fact that you're dehydrated unlike you would when you're warm so you got to keep stuff like that in mind another thing i would suggest keeping in your car and you don't have to but i would definitely think about it is a couple maybe granola bars uh just in case it's not gonna keep you alive forever but it'll be something to keep your mind off of other things. And then another thing that I do, you don't have to, but this is where, being the fact that I live in cold weather, I keep a can of Sterno in the car, and also like a candle or two. I have a little metal tin in the back that I could put the candles in, and if they fall over, they're not gonna burn my car. So it's safe, but just a little candle light, Uh, For added heat, kind of keep your hands warm or something. And then, like I said, I have a can of sterno for cooking in case I have to. And I use my little metal tin and uh, make a little campfire stove. So uh, those are just a couple of suggestions. The metal tin has a grate on it, so I could kind of put the, you know, tin uh, or the sterno in the tin and then put the grate over the top and uh, I'll be able to cook on there if I have to or whatever I got to do then also uh, like I said the candles and always keep some sort of thing like a lighter Uh, your phone cell phone's got a uh, flashlight on it you can always try and use that for signaling like I said hopefully you turn your hazards on and if you're far off the road You don't have to have your hazards on all the time. Like during the daytime, nobody's gonna see the fact that your hazards are on off into the snow, really. Uh, It might help it, but if it's a really sunny day, nobody's really gonna see that. So I suggest leaving your hazards on at night. Um, During the day, kind of have like a flag or something you could put up, something you could put over the car without knocking all the snow off and losing the insulation. Just so now somebody knows that there's somebody there and it's not just like an abandoned car. Like I said, emergency crews will be out and around and if you can get, you know, a signal, it would help. And if a car goes by or something, you can honk the horn. It's definitely loud enough to get somebody's attention. So you could get help that way. Uh, Another thing, like I said, pull the spare tire out. So what I suggest you do is during the day, it's not gonna help you a lot at night except for the fact that maybe having a signal fire Uh, might help you out a little bit but one of the things I suggest is burning the tire during the day a big plume of black smoke and especially if you think you're gonna be there for a while or you don't think you're gonna you know if you're getting desperate you've been out a couple days go under the hood and pull some of the plastic stuff out of there and uh, you can burn that with the spare tire don't burn it all at once though because uh, you might need some for a second day of burning so kinda keep that in mind Uh, Be careful with the spare tire when you light it on fire. I suggest stab it uh, and let the air out or cut the valve stem off or something. if If you try and light it on fire without letting the air out of it, it's gonna eventually explode. And you don't want that because one, it can be dangerous and two, when it explodes, it'll probably blow the fire out that you spent so much time trying to get started. So uh, those are just a couple of my suggestions. Like I said, this is a car cast, so I gotta, I gotta keep it short because I gotta go to work. But definitely a few things to keep in mind. Uh, spare clothes, stay warm, keep your feet off the floor and insulate your car. <clears throat> like I said, there's a, there's a lot of ways to not die in situations like that. And like I said, I mean the, the two times that I've broken down in the winter, once a couple years ago and then once earlier this month, even, um, it did make a huge difference having extra warm clothes in the car. Even for me, I put on two jackets and my bibs to change the tire when I blew a tire and I was able to change the tire in 15 minutes and be comfortable. And on top of that, I keep like five pairs of gloves. And that day I actually had an extra pair of work gloves in here too, which made it easier to work. But you know just keeping a few extra things with you could be the difference between life and death or even if it's not life and death being comfortable or very uncomfortable in a situation i know like i was very warm having my bibs on and everything when i changed my tire and the fact that i just kept my car running when i got out of it one thing i will suggest and if people don't like this and i know my wife gets really mad about it leave the window down enough to put your arm through okay So let's say you get out of your car and it's any situation, summer, winter, anything, and you're going to leave your car running, unless you are in one of those cars with the remote start and you can leave the car running and walk away with the key, I suggest rolling one of your windows down, at least far enough for you to stick your arm through to reach the door latch. Because I can't tell you how many times I see people do it where they lock their keys in the car. And let's say you're on the side of the road and you're stranded and it's negative temperatures, the last thing you wanna do is lock your keys in the car and not be able to get back into it. If the car still runs, their heat, just turn the heat up a little bit. It's not gonna change the amount of gas you're burning to turn your heat up or down. But man, it'll change your life if you accidentally leave your keys in your car and you're stranded outside of it because you're definitely gonna freeze then. And your car is going to be nice and warm and toasty the whole time and i know what you're saying you're probably going to just smash out a window but breaking out a window is going to make you really cold in that kind of situation uh if you have to i suggest breaking out one of the little corner windows in the back or something and then maybe you could stuff it with a jacket but now you're just using material that you need to keep yourself warm so that's always a suggestion that i have that people look at me weird every time i get out of my truck when i'm on a job site or something I roll the window down on my truck and people always look at me even if it's raining or snowing or something i'm like do you think i want to get locked out of my truck no you know sometimes just take the click if you have a clicker that's not part of your key leave the key in and take the clicker with you um but it's just another suggestion that i have so with that being said everybody out there um you know take care of yourselves and uh Part of that is gonna be personal defense. I always suggest keeping a firearm with you. Um, and if you're gonna carry, and you're gonna carry every day, try and check out Remora holsters, all right? Remora holsters has been the most comfortable concealed carry holster that I've had. All right, I have two of them. I think they're great. I really like the material. Like I said, even in the cold weather, it not freezing cold like leather can be against my skin it's very comfortable it doesn't make me sweat in the summer so check out remora holsters at remoraholsters.com instagram facebook and like i said check out sorry about that i really apologize uh and also check out guns oil and dirt on all the uh social medias, you know, Instagram, Facebook, we have a TikTok. I haven't posted anything in a long time, but you know, it's always fun to have people check out and feel free, please. If you guys like this, leave comments, leave suggestions. I have another podcast coming up about uh, dry fire training that uh, was a suggestion from a listener. He said he wants to hear a little more about dry fire training. I went and did some research that'll be coming up. And I think I'm going to do another one with the wife about what we're hoping to do in 2021 now that 2020 is over but i mean realistically 2021 came in pretty heavy and hard so we'll see how this goes but thanks a lot for listening please guys if you like the show leave comments um rate us uh like i said we're only on spotify and uh anchor right now but if i get some ratings and some more listeners you know share it with your friends I can start reaching out. Right now, I don't have enough listenership for me to reach out. But uh, get on the other uh, platforms. But, you know, like I said, if you guys reach out and uh, tell a friend to get some more listeners, maybe they'll help me expand. So really appreciate you guys listening. And uh, you guys take care out there. Stay alive. Stay survived. All right? Let's uh, Let's not have any more people freeze to death in their cars. All right, you guys... Take care.